to the Legends of Iron. I'm John Anderson. Meet my co-host, Nick Best, and Austin Williams. We're going to have some amazing guests on the show. Buckle up tight, because we're going to be talking about the shit you're not supposed to be talking about. We're going to be discussing anything and everything it takes to become a legend of iron. Legends of Iron is brought to you by MuscleMints. MuscleMints is the creator of Carnival Pure Beef Protein Isaac. Beef builds muscle and Carnivore is the world's number one selling beef protein. Welcome to another edition of Legends of Iron. I'm John Anderson with me always my part of the crime, Nick Best and Akeem Williams. We have got a killer show for you today because we have got a really special guest this dude is one hell of a cool cat i know him well he's a very very accomplished ifbb pro bodybuilder but keep in mind he'll be the first to tell you bodybuilding for him is number two because being <laughs> a family man is number one so i'll tell you as good as he is as a pro bodybuilder I can only imagine how good of a family man he is. Mr. Josh Wade, what is going down, my brother? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. I mean, I appreciate seeing you all. all. I mean, you know, obviously uh, been around you for quite some time. So to be able to get on and, you know, help possibly, you know, contribute to the show here, I, I'm, I'm not that funny of a guy. So, I mean, hopefully I get some content <laughs> for you. But, hey, anyways, I, I'm, I'm proud to be here. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. We're we're happy to have you on. Have, happy to have you on the show, to say the least. <clears throat> so definitely. Well, brother, talk talk us through your you know your, you know when uh, I mean at the height of your pro bodybuilding career, you were you were pretty much in the podium nonstop. But let's go back. Talk to us. How the whole thing start off? You know, no well, everybody knows you as the guy that's gracing all these stages but nobody knows all the time that you put in grind away as we all did tell us about the time all the years you put in and the, the journey to get to that stage at the pro level yeah sure i mean uh you know for me uh i was i mean like i think a lot of uh, i think a lot of bodybuilders kind of became bodybuilders um because we were possibly you know lacking confidence or or kind of punk teenagers um and that was the that was the case for me i mean i, I was i was a punk teenager got in a lot of trouble because i didn't have confidence you know ran with the, ran with the 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 cool kids or the or you know the wrong crowd to try to get noticed um and it, it wasn't until it wasn't until i found weight training that i actually felt a self a sense accomplishment that i, I never had before it, you know it was something i can finally like do for myself by myself and be proud so like every day, every day I, I, I came, came to work in the gym because I, I wanted to improve on something. I found something that I, I actually fell in love with. So for the first time, um, I felt like I, I had something and, and I didn't care what anybody else thought about me because I finally felt good about myself. And that was what weight training did for me. Um, so, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, started started back there. And I mean, honestly, I mean, I, I was a punk teenager. I got gotten a lot of fights, got in a lot of trouble. Um, you know, 18, you're, no longer you're, the, you're like, what, brother, you're like one of the nicest pros of everybody that I've ever fucking known. Ak, what do you think? Is this like, is he like one of the nicest fucking guys ever, especially like in the bodybuilding world? Yeah, he's a, definitely a nice guy, man. You know, I, I've, I've had the honor to compete with Josh a few times. So I know, you know he's always a, just a stand up guy, very professional. So nothing. I can't. But can you imagine him hitting somebody out of anger? That's so out of character of the Josh <laughs> we know today. 
Well, well, I mean, I think that's what that's what happens, you know, when you're in your loss. You're yeah. lost, and um, you know, yeah. you, you just. I mean, I, I was, I was angry at the time. I didn't have anything, you know. I, I had, yeah, I, I you know, a, a little bit of a, a rough childhood, you know. I mean, I was, I mean, to be honest, I mean, you know, I, I came from, you know, I, I came from North Highlands, and and back then, I was like, I was the minority as a white kid there. Mm-hmm. Um, ah. So, so I mean, I, I had to, yeah, I mean, dude, it's, it, it's like going to jail for the first time. And I mean, if you if you don't stand up for yourself, you don't show. You know, you know, you know, you know. You know he's not lying because he's as as far as a white guy he's always guest post to hip hop music yeah, well, <laughs> or, or even post on stage hip hop music. Yeah. So you know he's telling the truth. I mean, truth. I still came up. You know th- those are my roots, but again, that's why I had to, I had to be tough. Yeah. I had to make sure that you yeah. know you, you you know not not to fuck with me. Uh, um, yeah. And so even though I was a, I was a skinny white kid, I was tough, and I I mean I had to kind of have that almost that persona. Um, and then I found weight training and it immediately like felt good about what it, where it was going and, you know, building my, building my physique was something that, uh, it just, it meant a lot. You know, I mean, I, I felt, I felt proud. And so, like, you know, again, like, that's where I got to where I didn't care what anybody else thought about me at that point. And I knew not to mention for one, yeah, I was angry. I knew how to fight. Now I got bigger. So now you really don't fuck with me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't remember. I can't remember what show it was, but you were about to pose on stage, do your routine on stage, and all of a sudden the biggie just came out, Biggie Smalls, and I'm like, and I looked and I was just like, oh shit, Josh posing the Biggie Smalls. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, it was New York. Maybe it was. I think it was the New, New York it was show so, 2000, 2018. John and Nick, it was so unorthodox because you weren't expecting him to come out to Biggie Smalls, <laughs> and he just broke out the Biggie, and everybody just turned around like. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, it's New York, right? I mean, you know, he wasn't expecting that. Hey, you come uh, out to New York, you got to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, true. true. <laughs> you know, so I mean, that's that's I that's how it. that's how it went. But I mean, that's that's how I grew up. You know, I mean, always mm-hmm. the, you know, I, I, you know, again, you 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 got to appreciate where where you grew up and where you come from. Um, I mean, you know, otherwise otherwise you're kind of just you're just kind kind of lost. I mean, you have to, you know, make sure make sure that. Uh, you know, you're you're all you're always true to yourself, and yeah. and no, no matter no matter what, and that's kind of what the weight training did as far as my my confidence. Yeah, you know, I'm just like it's true to myself. You know, I mean, if you don't like me for who I am, then I don't fucking care. You know, I mean, I'm I'm yeah. not gonna change, and that's why. Like, I mean, I try to be. Yeah, I mean, a good guy. You know, friendly, always welcoming. Because I mean, there's nothing else you can do. So you know, I mean, if you don't like me for me, then I, you know, nothing I can do about that. Josh, this as you talk about kind of the rough upbringing and and you know kind of being in a rough, uh, I guess you just kind of a rough culture, rough environment, rough whatever you want. Did this parlay into your? Because I mean, you have such a serious commitment, like over the top to commitment to being a father and a husband and family, which I've always really admired about you. You think this has something to do with it? You know, the biggest the biggest change, and and no, I don't. the The biggest really? thing I can attribute that to is hundred percent my my wife. Um, really? Yeah, and this is how it went down because I'm, mean, you know, I mean, I, I I went to juvenile hall a lot, and I, I you know, no finally shit, went, dude, this just blows me away. I would have never guessed this from you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I mean, hey, you want to know the story, right? You asked. So, oh God, I, I love it. It's, this, is, <laughs> this is this is beautiful, brother. This well, is entertaining shit. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, yes. again, you know, at you know, eighteen, I got in a fight, and and I mean, you know, I you know, hurt the guy pretty bad, and. 
Um, and, and so, you know, I mean, again, no longer slap on the wrist, you know, at 18, I mean, I, I had, you know, went to jail, had to do eight out of 12 months and, no shit. um, and that's when I realized, uh, you know, I mean, like this wasn't me, you know, this, this, this wasn't, this wasn't me. And, um, but like, I, I didn't really, I didn't care about it. it. Didn't, didn't bother me, you know, to, to, to do the time. And, um, it didn't really matter. You know, I got out. And when, when I got out, it was it was like the next day is when I joined Gold's Gym, when when Gold's was really Gold's, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it was my local my local Gold's. But still, everybody had gym etiquette. You know, that's where that's where the bodybuilders really were. That, that's when gyms yeah. were really gyms. Yeah. And and that's when I that's when I saw, you know, I mean, like, again, I, I saw guys like, fuck, mm-hmm. I, I want to be like that. And when I see something I want, of course, I mean, you know, I, I give my all 100%. Where, where were you at this time, brother? What part of the country? Um, Citrus Heights, Sacramento area. Oh, okay. So, you still, um, so you've always been in Sacramento area. Yeah, I've always been okay. here. And that's when actually, right before Mike Matarazzo ended up buying that Golds. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's where I came up. And so, I mean, there was a lot of bodybuilders there. Um, yeah. And, and that's, that's when I like, this, this is like kind of how I got, how I got started. But like weight training, weight training is, is what really changed me. Um, yeah. And then, you know, as far as my family side, you know, we'll talk more about that. But it was my, my wife. My wife has always been about family. Like, I mean, cares about you know, her family where um, I, I didn't I didn't feel like I had that connection myself. But she instilled family in me so much that, you know, I mean, like once I once I had my once I had my kids, that became hundred percent. The most important thing in my life was to make sure that, uh, that they knew that they were, they were loved and, and I would always be there for them. You know, I gotta tell you, bro, that's one of the things that, you know, when we got to know each other years ago, that was one of the things that, that I've admired about you from the beginning is, is you had, I mean, just the way that you talk about your wife, your kids, your family. I mean, you, you can feel it. This is like it, you, it's so important to you. And I've always admired that about you a ton. You know, it's been, it's it's really, it's, it's fucking 100%. It's fucking refreshing because unfortunately somehow, sometimes those values kind of get lost in this fucking busy life that we have going. And it's really, I mean, for me, it, I got to say for me as a person, it was actually helpful for me to talk to you about how you felt because it just, helped you know it, for those of us that did group raise with family was important but we got kind of altered by you know distractions and blah 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 to have somebody like you who was so steadfast and so sincere it really kind of re helped keep my values that i had been taught as a youngster in check so i was always very appreciative of, of the energy that you kind of rubbed off on me brother i appreciate that john and you know i mean that's that's the one thing like when, when people do talk about me, right. When, when I'm gone and you know, if, if people remember me, when they talk about me, I want, I want them to tell my kids that he was a good guy, you know, not, not a good bodybuilder. I mean, you know, he was a good guy. That's what really means. Yeah. That's what means the most important yeah. for me. You know, obviously, you know, I was coached by John Meadows and John Meadows. I mean, his, his legacy is, is what holds true. And it's not his bodybuilding career. It's how he affected other people's lives. And, and yeah. I mean, again, I mean, as, as, as a man, you know, bodybuilding is what I did, but I want people to remember me for who I was, not what I did. Um, and that's why I, I do, I do try really hard to make sure and, and that, you know, people, people think highly of me again. I mean, I'm me. And again, if you don't like me for me, 
then, you know, I, there's nothing I can do about that, but I still try to be the best me I can. Hold, hold on. Let me let God interject right there. This is something I was actually kind of excited to talk about. So you, uh, Nick, obviously we, we got, we became friends in our strongman careers. Obviously you and I became friends as pro bodybuilders, but you two for me are like, they're like, you're the two, you're Josh, you're like the, you represent the same thing in bodybuilding that Nick did in strongman. <clears throat> you guys are both these like over the top, do the right thing. And fuck, you don't run across that many people that way. And it's, you know, it's really fucking cool. You know, I mean, being around Nick was always helpful in terms of just, because, you know, we all have that little devilish side where we all want to cause trouble and <laughs> do shit wrong and all that stuff. And, you know, Nick's influence was, was really helpful, especially on the road. And, and, you know, talking to you about your family was always real helpful too. So you two are really fucking similar in so many ways. And, and I'm, I'm blessed that I got to have a chance to have both of you guys put, you know, some positive vibes on me. Hey, that's, so. that's all, that's all, that's all you can do. You know I mean? You know, that's, uh, that's, that's, again, that's, that's what's, that's what's really important to me. Um, yeah. Well, brother, yeah. you know what you said, if you, you said a minute ago and I, I kind of interrupted you, forgive me. You said, if, if people don't like me, fuck, I'd be hard pressed to find somebody that doesn't like you, at least as a, in your current life. Maybe when you're whooping the shit out of people and you're younger, I can understand why they didn't like you. <laughs> but as an adult and as a, as a, you know, when we, when we got to know each other, you know, you're a pro bodybuilder, you got your gym, you got your family, dude, you're a fucking stand up dude. I would be, I, if somebody said they didn't like you, I'd be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong? There's nothing wrong with him. What's wrong with you? You know, well, you know, so, I'm, I'm a big, big enough man to uh, uh, admit mistakes I've made as well, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and that's, I, I mean, you've got to make amends. You make a mistake. We all make mistakes. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it, it, again, being able to admit that, uh, admitting you're wrong and, you know, you know, you know, doing what you can because you know you were wrong. Okay. I mean, yeah. if, if I wasn't in the wrong and it's, hey, somebody didn't like me, so be it. But if I did something wrong, I, I will try to make, I will try to make amends. But again, that has to be something that, that I sincerely know that, that I was in the wrong to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I, I'm sincere to myself and that, that's, yeah. that's all, that's all, that's all I can be. And I mean, I feel like uh, I'm going to always be true to that um, again, yeah. because I want to be a positive role model for my kids. Yeah, um, for sure. For and sure. want people to, you know, to, to look up to me for the right reasons now, yeah. as opposed to what I did when I was younger. Well, so you're younger, you're whipping the shit out of people, you find the gym, you're starting to train at goals. We kind of left off there. We got sidetracked. So continue on with your bodybuilding journey. So once I got, yeah, once I got to the point where, I mean, I had trained for a long time, you know, kind of kind of funny. You see all, all, all these guys, some are bodybuilders, but obviously it starts more in the men's physique division where people, people you know, lift weights four or five, six months, and all of a sudden they feel, they feel like they're jacked. And, and they, wanna, they wanna, you know, they want to jump on a stage and it's like, okay, I, I want to compete. You know, like you got people that come to you, which I got people that come to me and, you know, they like, they were like, you know, they come to you for your coaching and they're like, Hey, I want to compete. It's like, have you even lifted fucking weights yet? Oh, you know, dude. I so, mean, so, dude, it's you, crazy. I mean, sure. You get people send you pictures and say, I want to compete. And I'm looking at them thinking, okay, first thing what it goes, get rid of those fucking man tits. And then we can even have a conversation. I mean, it's like people are like fucking fat 
and think that competing is a possibility. People have no clue what it takes. Dude, it's worse the other way. It's worse when they're 120 pounds, they've never lifted a weight, and they think they <laughs> yeah, can diet yeah. down. It's like you'll have yeah. nothing left. So that's kind, of, that's kind of my point when I got back to, you know, I started lifting weights and like the day after I got, I got out of jail on my 19th birthday. I had to do eight out of 12 months right after I turned 18. And, and so at 19, I joined the gym. So I didn't compete until I was 27 years old. And at yeah. 19, I was hardcore. I mean, you know, I, I joined the gym. So, I mean, again, like I, I trained for eight years before I decided to compete and these these yeah. kids nowadays think they're just ready to get on the stage anytime. Um, yeah. And what pre workout? They're after, ready to go, huh? <laughs> yeah, they're ready to go. Hey, I, 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 oh, I look, I look, I look great. It's like, yeah, but you're gonna have nothing left if you try to diet down. Yeah, um, you know, people don't understand the diet down process, or obviously the conditioning that it takes even to win a regional show. Um, you know, everyone sees it on Instagram; they think it's easy, and and obviously, as we know, that shit ain't easy. No. You know, but uh, what got me what got me started after obviously training for many years um, at that goals gym um, for one, like one of my big became one of my big brothers was Gregoria Toyon, um, you know, Greg, IFBB pro. But what really got me started um, in 2005, Farmars Agazada. OK, you might not know the name. Farmars finished second to Phil Heath at the 2005 USA's. Mm. Farmar should have beat Phil Heath at the 2005 USA's, but that was well, right. Was, after what Phil, was his name again? What was his name? Far, Far, Farmar's Agazada. Where Farmar. was he from? Was he from Cal? He was from, was he from the Bay area? He was from the Bay area, but then he, he moved up NorCal. Yes. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. He, he had a bitty waist, huge sweeps on the legs. Wasn't he, he was a, a middle Eastern guy, correct? 100% correct. That's exactly yeah. him. Yeah, so he, he, became, he actually came to the gym where I was training in, in Marin Golds. That's when it was gold. Yeah. So I know, he, yeah, he was tough. I mean, he had really good shape. Oh, great shape. The Way better back than Phil Heath had. Tremendous quads. <clears throat> but, I mean, that was right That was right after Phil got signed, you know, as, as an amateur by Weeder. Yeah. And, you know, what happens there, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that, that, dude, that wrecked. Phil, that that wrecked Farmars. It, it kind of did because I mean he knew he should have turned pro there, and he never even turned pro. But so the sight of that guy, that guy is who I wanted to look like. Um, I mean, fuck, dude, I would my wildest dreams. I realized that I didn't. I didn't think back then. I was like, my waist is ten inches wider than yours. Um, my shoulders are four inches narrower than yours. And so there was no way I could look like him. But I, I, I just, I, I wanted to. Right? That's that's yeah. what I wanted. So I used to follow this guy around Gold's gym like a puppy trying to unrack his weights and, you know, basically anything I could to get in with this guy because this is how I wanted to look. Um, so he, he finally, I mean, he, he actually he took me under my wing after I sucked up to him long enough. Um, and and so I, then, I, I mean, I became his, his training partner. But so he's the one that prepped me for my first building show, which was in 2006. Um, the Sacramento Bodybuilding Championships back when there was only bodybuilding if you were a male. Yep. Uh, the good times, the good times. But <laughs> yeah. So so he uh you know, I mean, so he 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 decided that, you know, he he would prep me. Well, you know, I mean, I was like 220 pounds and uh you know, I I look I look I look big in a t-shirt but look sloppy in a tank top. That type of 220 pounds. Um and so 
you know, like going through it. Well, I mean, this we're talking about somebody that's a top national level competitor. And as a national level competitor back then, they, two hours of cardio a day, weight yeah. training for an hour and a half a day. I mean, the shit that kids don't do nowadays. Yeah. So get for my first show, regional show, he had me training like a national competitor. So, so I mean, I came in, no shit. He's like, I had 15 weeks. And he said, you have 27 years of baby fat. And baby <laughs> that, that, that so sounds like him. That's <laughs> yeah. that, that so much sounds like him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, I mean, to get rid of baby fat, your first show, everybody knows when you, you know, your fat cells have never been fully depleted. Um, it's hard to reach that level of conditioning. Well, not for me. I dropped 47 pounds. I went from 220 to 173. I won the novice and the open middleweight class back when bodybuilding was tough. Yeah. And people, people didn't know my name. They called me the shredded glute guy. That's it. Oh, that was my shit. name. Shredded glute <clears throat> guy. Like, I mean, back then, dude, I don't even, I don't even know if people had shredded glutes back, back in, you know, then at that point, but uh, I sure did. And, and that's, that's kind of where, like, I realized I didn't know people cheated. All right. This is, this is the funny thing, right? Now, everybody, as, as, as Akeem knows, you know, everybody schedules cheat meals into their prep now. Well, I, I didn't know that that was such a thing. I, I was 100%, 100% of the time. That's why my mentality became that way when I did turn pro, um, because I was that way from day one, thinking when you prep, you you eat. Fucking prep. <laughs> you eat tuna and celery sticks. You eat Foster Farms sliced turkey breast and brown rice. I mean, like, this is what you do 100% of the time. So... So when I show up at the weigh-ins for that show, and back then you used to weigh classes, right? So it was like every middleweight had to weigh in in classes. So now you're watching all your competitors weigh in. And now you're evaluating your competition. Well, I'm watching everybody weigh in. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with these guys? Like nobody was in the shape that I was in. So my confidence started building. First show, confidence started building. And then I didn't realize till afterwards that people cheated on their diets. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. So kids, yeah. listen to that. Yeah, listen, I swear to God, I didn't listen. know that was a thing. I didn't know that was possible because, like, I'm getting ready to be my best. Why? Why the fuck am I gonna have have a, a cheat? Like, I, I didn't even have that mentality to begin with. Yeah. So yeah. you know, when I come <clears> in that condition, I realize, hey, that's what it takes. And I won my first show doing that. So therefore, so what year is that? That was 2006. Okay, so so where do you go from there? Two thousand six. When's the next time you compete? So I, I was a plumber. I was a plumber for ten years, and and uh, and actually in two thousand six. So this this is kind of my my will, my strength, my mentality. I was prepping for fifteen weeks for the show. Eight weeks into this prep, seven weeks to go into the show. First time ever dieting, zero carbs. I'm, I'm like. I'm like brainless at work and I'm a plumber. So I have a razor knife and I'm shaving a piece of pipe and this pipe, it slips oh. off and severs the tendon on my left thumb. Oh so, no. So seven weeks to go to the show. I, I sever the tendon in my left thumb, wrap it around a t-shirt, drive to the hospital. Um, well, they couldn't do surgery right away cause I had just eaten. So like my, I completely severed the tendon in my left thumb. So I don't know if you can see. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. I, I can't bend my thumb tip. So like yeah. I severed the tendon 
And um, so seven weeks of the show, doctor tells me, well, you're not going to lift weights for six weeks. I was like, well, I just bought all these tickets for my first bodybuilding competition. Um, so I go home, I'm depressed. Um, my, my, my wife, my wife was actually having a girl's trip in Las Vegas. So, so, you know, I mean, I, I I'm depressed. Um, so I wake up the next day and, you know, realize maybe I can't lift weights, but I can be the most conditioned possible. So I jump on the treadmill, do two hours of cardio a day, you know, <laughs> thinking I'm going to make up for something. And, uh, and, and then so, you know, it was seven weeks ago. So then like the next day, my wife ended up coming home and this is kind of funny. I mean, this is kind of, I think the, the, the level, the mentality that I have of, um, you know, willing to do anything it takes for what I want. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, I go to the airport, I pick her up. I have my, obviously my hand is wrapped, but it's my left hand. So I, I'm hiding it. I get out, I grab her bags. I throw her, I throw her bags in the back of the car. She doesn't even see my hand. So I'm I'm dry I'm driving home with my right hand like hiding it from her completely because I didn't want to ruin her weekend. <laughs> oh, and and so that is you. See that's that's the Josh right yeah. there. Just so everybody knows, he's he's like depressed as hell because he fucked his thumb up and having a hard time with his computer. But he doesn't want to. His wife just got done having fun all weekend, but he doesn't want to wreck her homecoming by showing her the fact that he's hurt himself. That sums up Josh fucking perfectly right there. <laughs> that's, that's the good dude story. I'm talking that, about. That's how it happened, and so she noticed on the way home. And hey, you know what? You know what happened? So anyway, for those next six weeks, um, I mean, I had sur I had surgery. I was in in a cast. So you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do curls. I mean, I use wrist straps, but um, you know, again, I mean, I, I you know, we, we uh, as to get to this level, we all got to be a little bit of crazy. So yeah. you know, yes. I mean, I, I'm doing everything everything I can, lifting weights with wrist straps and. Um, you know, everything, but cardio was nonstop diet was a hundred percent. Um, so anyway, so, I mean, yeah, that's, that's what I did for those next six weeks. I busted ass on cardio. I lifted, you know, I had to lift kind of lightweights. I was in the cast for most of that time. Um, unfortunately, and could have been, this was your second, fault. this was your second show. Is that correct? No, still first show. It's the first, oh, that's the first show. Jesus Christ. Okay. So you want it, you were shredded out of your mind and you, and you, you came in there with, with basically injured. Yeah, that's basically, I mean, it, and you know, I mean, you know, again, maybe it wasn't the smartest thing to do what I did because that tendon ended up rupturing in, in that cast. We, we, it ended up we can't, we can't always, we can't always factor in what's the smartest thing to do with our, with yeah. our choices in life. <laughs> right. So, you know, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I ended up having a ruptured tendon. I did the show. Um, and then, well, that, you know, I mean, that, I want, that, that sets the, that sets the stage that totally helps, you know, anybody understand you know, you were always known for being a fucking gnarly shape. Well, now it's very easy to see you were in gnarly shape and you were, you know, you, you weren't even firing all cylinders. So, so that's show one. So what talk to us in show two, I'm, I'm excited to see how this thing unfolds. So question. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. How good did it feel when you got back there and those guys started doing weigh-ins and you're handicapped like that. And then you're watching it because you said you were getting confidence as oh, each yeah. guy started going oh. up on that scale, you're just like, yeah, I'm going to, this, yeah, this that is must great. Be nuts. Well, yeah, that I came in. Absolutely amazing, especially messing up your thumb like that. that well, like I said, I, I lost 47 pounds during the prep for that show. And wow. I mean, I came in, I weighed, I was 173 pounds. And so I came in as a middleweight at 5'9". I didn't have necessarily a lot of muscle, but I was absolutely shredded to the bone. Um and so, again, like I said, when I'm weighing in, we're weighing in with all these middleweights. I see all these middleweights, 
and I mean, I just was like absolutely shredded. And, uh, and, and so, I mean, yeah, my confidence felt great, you know, I mean, yeah, I feel, feel awesome. yeah, it, it did. And, and, you know, I mean, again, then, then winning obviously was like, okay, maybe I'm good at this. And that's what kind of got me started. <laughs> I'll tell any listeners it. out there though, make sure if you, you have a wife or you have a girlfriend and you're getting ready to do your, do your show, don't ever say, well, I want to do, I want to do it one time to, to take pictures because I did that. <laughs> and for years, she was like, when I started my second prep, which I'm about to get to, she was like, babe, you said you were only doing one show. I said, no, at least one show, at least one show. Um, and so, you know, I mean, again, you, you, hey, I win, I felt good. I'm like, hey, maybe I'm good at this. Um, but anyway, so after that, after that show, anyways, I had to have another surgery on the thumb. They were trying to repair the tendon. Um, again, not successful. So 2000, 2007, I, I didn't compete. That next year, I didn't compete. I had two other thumb surgeries. Um, you know, neither was successful. So, so you know, finally, I, I finally gave up because the only way that, that in, in 2000, 2008, because of that, six weeks after that third thumb surgery, I, I ended up with blood poisoning. I have this half-inch red line run up my arm to my lymph node. Oh, no shit. And... Um, you know, I, that's I, dangerous, I, again, I, brother. That's yeah, I went danger. to work. I went to work that morning and um, and then was like, I couldn't couldn't lift my arm. And so finally they made me they made me go to the doctor and then I yeah. admitted me for three days. They had to cut out the staff mm. infection. Um, at that time, the tendon was too deteriorated. They would have had to rebuild the pulley system and take mm. tissue from my wrist. And I, at that at that point, I was I was done with Kaiser's like, I'm not letting you try anymore. So, you know, I mean, therefore, you know, so, so be it, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I can't really use my thumb tip. Then it gets me out of doing dishes. Um, yeah, there we go. There we go. There's so always a, a positive thing. and a negative. You know? Yeah, anytime There's I try to, if I try to wash a bowl, it like falls out of my hand. So like, I'm like, I can't do dishes. Um, I like that. So 2007, I missed. 2008, again, after, after that blood poisoning, um, you know, I mean, I, again, I, I want to sound, sound extreme, but. If I had let it gone, I mean, I could have died. It was literally, it was like, oh, 100%. Percent. Oh, it was how much blood poison did they pump into you? Oh, dude, blood poison. Did they have you your lights and stuff too? Yeah, when did I got they, in there? Yeah, when they, when oh, they yeah, gave they, the antibiotics to you, did they give you a pump and stuff to wear? As oh, well, well, I was in the they, hospital for three days to cut out the staff yeah. and do IV antibiotics. Um, wow. And, and so, so yeah, so I mean, you know, once, once was, you know, I mean, all, all said and done. I mean, luckily I, I got in there and I, I, I was fine. <clears throat> um, but I, I missed 2007 because of those surgeries. And then 2008 is when that happened. But then I decided uh, 2008 is when I wanted to compete again. And it was the, the Contra Costa. Um, mm -hmm. That so used again, to be so, a fucking, that was a huge show back in those days. Yeah, yeah same thing. So, I mean, I, I prepped for that show just like I learned how to prep for the last show. Farmars was out of my life at that point. Um, um, so I, I, you know, I, I prep, I prep myself for that show. Um, and again, I mean, I came in, I, I won the novice and the novice overall that show. Um, and then I finished third, I finished third in the light heavyweights. I was like 181 pounds. Um, but again, I came in with that conditioning that I was known for. Uh, again, I think I always had a fast metabolism. So getting in shape wasn't always the hardest, even though I, I suffered like everybody thought you had to, um, so, you know, yeah, I, I won that, won that show 2008. And then, uh, you know, a couple, couple years passed. 
So I, I competed at that show at 181 pounds. And, and back then, I mean, there, there was no social media. There was hardly any internet to get any information. Um, so I over-dieted. Again, I, I was so hell-bent on conditioning. I was flat as a pancake every show. Um, I didn't know about fullness. Um, but then between 2008 and 2010, the same exact Contra Costa show, two years apart, I went from 181 pounds to 217 pounds. Oh, so Lord. I gained 36 pounds of stage weight between those two years. Um, a lot of it was, again, 100%. I mean, obviously, with the thumb surgeries, I didn't really train like I should have trained. But after after 2008, I, everything I did was as what a pro bodybuilder would do. I ate like a pro bodybuilder. I trained like a pro bodybuilder. I mean, no cheat meals, like not even the off-season. Um, I, I didn't, again, there was no cheat meals. We didn't talk about cheat meals back then. It wasn't even a, a, a term, I don't think, you know? So I did everything I, I had to do. So in those in those two years, um, I, I mean, I put on 36 pounds of stage weight in the 2010 Contra Costa. I finally, I won the Open, and I won the Open overall. Um, so, so again, I, I felt like I, I was meant for this sport based on my determination, my work ethic. That's why, you know, people call me the blue-collar bodybuilder because – it's just just a hardworking guy, um, and that's that's you know that that's kind of how it went. So I mean, then you know, 2010, I try nationals. Um, I finished like 16th. Um, you know, obviously. So I mean, all these people that think that they finish top two at a regional show and they're going to be competitive at a national show. No, it's a big step. Oh, it's a huge step. I that's what I thought going in. I won it overall, and now I still finished 16th. Um, so again, didn't. Didn't, didn't work that well. But, you know, I mean, year in, year out, I, I competed. I started working with George Farah because Gregoria Toyon became my big brother. I started training clients out of his places. Um, so 2008, you know, stock market or housing market crashed. Um, I, I, I got laid off as a plumber. So I, I became a personal trainer because I was already a bodybuilder and I became mm -hmm. good at it. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, Greg had a couple max muscles. I started training clients out of his place. Um, so he kind of took me under my wing at that time. And then he was like, I, he worked with George Farah. So he was like, I think you need George to take you to the next level. Um, so the next year, 2011 USA's, I, I come in. Greg always told me, because again, I don't have that wispy waist. Greg told me, he's like, you need to be a super heavyweight. You're, you're somebody's going to come in with a smaller waist than you. And, and, and you're going to lose. And that, that's what happened to me. Like uh, the first time I did nationals, Aaron Clark came in and Aaron Clark was like 203 pounds in the 226 pound weight limit. And Aaron yeah. Clark <clears throat> won because of his shape. And I was 20 pounds heavier than him. So yeah. like, you know, realize, okay, Greg, you're, you're right. So 2011, I, I won the, the California state championships as a heavyweight. But then I was like, you're right, Greg. So I had six weeks before the USA's. I came in for the first time. I came in as a super heavyweight. Uh, 2011 USA's, the year Steve Kuklo won. I came in and I got fifth in the USA's as a super heavyweight. And Sean Ray interviewed me as the dark horse because nobody knew who I was. And, and, that, and that's, again, like I, yeah, I brought conditioning, but this time I had fullness, the way that my shape needed to be. So because of my structure, I had to be big. Um, I didn't have pretty shape. 
and, and never did. That's why I was dry and grainy and all those other adjectives that people describe me as, because that's what I had to be to be competitive. You, you, you got, you got a, a keen coming in with this round muscle bellies and, and all, all these like beautiful insertions. But if he came in out of shape, I'm going to beat him <laughs> only because of my conditioning. Um, so, but if I came in out of shape, I'm going to get demolished by everybody up there because for one, I set the standards high on my conditioning for two, I don't have a pretty shape. So I had to be the dry, grainy, gnarly, nasty. That's the guy. Um, so, you know, 2011, I, I got finally came on the scene and got noticed. 2013, 2014, we'll just fast forward ahead a little bit. Um, got fourth at both USAs. Another couple injuries, finally. So, 2014, I had to compete at the USAs. I had a partially torn tricep tendon. Yep, which elbow? I'm backwards on the camera. This one. Um, I don't know, somewhere, 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 somewhere over there. Anyways, had a partially torn tricep tendon. I, I had a bone spur in my shoulder that was tearing a hole in my labrum every time I moved my arm. Um, so after 2014, I had to get surgery. First, I had the shoulder scope, bone spur removed, scar tissue removed. And then March of 2015, I had to have uh, the tricep tendon reattached. So they had to drill a hole in the bone, attach the tendon through a suture, um, you know, obviously scrape the bone to get good bleeding so the scar tissue would, would hold it. Um, so this is this is where I thought I was gonna be I was gonna quit. Uh, 2015, because I, I competed in national scene 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14. Um, Dante Trudell, right? Dog crap training, DC training, true nutrition. Um, so I didn't know Dante Trudell knew who I was. But 2015 was the first year I did not compete on the national scene. And I got a I got a, a Facebook message from Dante Trudell that said, Hey. I didn't see you on the national scene this year. Uh, Dusty and I, Dusty Hanshaw and I have always talked that we feel like you're one of the most underrated amateurs in the nation. I hope you didn't hang it up. You're so close. That message right there is, is what, what changed my bodybuilding career. Um, I didn't know people knew who I was. Cause again, I was a blue collar worker, man. I didn't, I, I, I competed, I did bodybuilding, but I wasn't known at all. I just, I just love bodybuilding. And, and so when I got that message, it, it made me realize, Hey, I was so close. You know, I got four yeah. USAs two years in a row. I don't want to, I don't want to stop what I started. I mean, I'm so close. And so, so that's, it, this is, this is where, this is where my story, this is where it became known. 2015 missing that year. When I finally was better, after I got that message from Dante, I, I, I knew John Meadows only only from like the, the Arnold. He lived in Ohio. I was sponsored by All Max Nutrition. One time he came by the booth. Um, I'm going to backtrack just a little bit how I got introduced to John Meadows. 2012 North Americans. I ended up finished second. Okay. So, God, I'm sorry I jump around, guys. But so That's 2011, right. after I finished fifth in the USA's in 2011 as a super heavyweight. Well, now I became thinking size was what I had to have to compete. So there was only one show ever. I did not miss my peak. In, I missed my peak in conditioning. And that was the 2012 USA's. After finishing fifth, I come back the next year and, and I got to be bigger. So I, did I not actually I actually I actually did that USA's. 2012. Yeah, so 2012, 2011, I finished fifth. 2012, I finished tenth. 
So, uh, so to give yeah. people perspective, where is your body weight at at this time going through that? Because you first competed in the 170s and now you're weighing. He's in the super heavies. He's in the super heavies now. Yeah, like he's all super heavy. That 2012 with not my best conditioning, I was 236 pounds. Okay, that yeah. That, that was the, that was the year that uh, this guy from Texas won, right? Um, that 2011 is when Steve Kukla won. Uh, 2012. No, 2012 was um oh my god um tremendous quads uh now he had like a, like a like a beer. Jason Ha Jason Ha won that was 2012 I no that wasn't 2012 okay, I, well, I was that, so far down the line I, remember, I, don't I remember, even remember who I remember, I remember I remember 2012 that's the year uh, Nick Chigili was Max Charles was fourth I was fifth Nick Chigili was third Dan Decker was second and there's a guy from Texas. He used to train in Arlington gym with uh, Ronnie Coleman. Um, he had crazy biceps. God, I can't remember. Steven something. Steven. So Steven Frazier? Steven Frazier. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. He won the super heavies and uh, Daryl Glenn won the heavyweight or light heavyweight. I think Daryl Glenn was overall. light heavyweight. And he won the overall that year. Yeah. Yeah, um, I remember yeah. that 2012. Because I remember the reason I, I remember that show is I was really good as a super heavy. I probably could have won, but at the time I was working with uh, Dave Palombo, and he he didn't want me to do super heavies, so he was trying everything to suck me down for heavyweights. And oh, finally, man. we got to the show. I was think I, I weighed in at like 228 or whatever. So I suffered so much to get onto super heavyweights. And I couldn't make the weight anyway. So last minute, we tried to fill back up to go to super heavies. And it, it didn't work that well, but I was still able to come in like top five. So that's why I remember that show. It was yeah. one of the worst shows I ever did. Well, <laughs> it was it was the up. only time, the only time I ever showed it showed up out of shape mm. was that show. Mm-hmm. But because of that, um, you know, I, I was working with George Farah at the time. So I was 236 weighed in at that show. Well, at that point, was like, okay, I'm hell-bent on conditioning again. I know my strength. So it was, what, eight eight weeks, six or eight weeks to North Americans. Mm-hmm. So I came in the North Americans at 217. That was in 2012? 2012. 2012. That's the year that Dallas McCarver won, right? That was when Dallas won the overall. Okay. Yeah, because Dan Decker turned pro yes. as a master. Uh-huh. And so he did not compete in the Open Okay. And uh, otherwise, otherwise, Dallas McCarver probably would not have beat Dan Decker. Right, yeah, he wouldn't have beat him. No, he wouldn't have beat him. That so, that was Dan Decker was really good that year. Dan Decker would have won both classes for sure. Yeah, he would have. But he <laughs> so dropped Nick, out of the Nick, open. Nick, Nick uh, at the at the, the North Americans, you could compete as a Masters, and also in the Open. But if you win your class in Masters and you turn pro, then you don't have to go to the Open and and do the same thing again. Yeah. Oh, so wow. he gave Dallas the card. Yeah. Oh wow. And Alan, so, Alice, God rest his soul. This was pretty much his first time doing a national level show and he just struck gold. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. He didn't have to try. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, I didn't have uh, to get there. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have to do all the all the a lot of competing. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I mean, yeah, obviously we know yeah, we know we know the story after. I mean he was he was definitely uh blessed with great great shape and size um where where again i mean i had this i had to suffer down i came in 
I, the most that the best condition I've ever been. Obviously, I lost 19 pounds mm -hmm. between the USA's and North Americans. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I finished second to a guy okay. named Joe Romine that never did anything. Mm. Never did anything. Um, so, again, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, I can talk about this. We, you, we know there's there's definitely a lot of politics in the way the judges work. Mm. So, you know, I, that next morning after I got second, George Farr comes up to me and said, hey, that guy that beat you is having breakfast with three of the judges over there. Um, oh, yeah. And so, so, <laughs> so then, again, this is, this is how I basically uh, I met John Meadows. I didn't know who John Meadows was at the time. Even though I mean he was very known in the scene, but I, I was a I was just a I was just a worker that body built that did a body that competed in bodybuilding, so I didn't really pay attention to anything. Never was online, but when I got home after that show, I got a message from John Meadows, and said, "Hey, I, I have not seen anybody in your condition in such a long time. I feel like you should have won." Um, like very complimentary to me, mm -hmm. and again, I mean I, I respond back, you know, thank you very much. I mean I really appreciate it. I didn't know who John was. Um, but you know, I mean, I'm going to respond. This is obviously very nice. So then, then like that during that next year, I knew who John was and, um, that was 2014. But then once I got that message from Dante Trudell, the one person that I, I really wanted to reach out to and work with was John Meadows. So mm -hmm. that's how it happened. 2015, after getting the message from Dante and realizing, Hey, I'm going to continue this. I contacted John Meadows. And he said, well, if, if you're going to work with me, I want your diet and your training. I said, of course, John, you know, I'm going to do anything for you. So 2015, after 30 years, John Meadows turned pro at MPC Universe, back then Team Universe, in the 35 and the 40 and over. John Anderson knows this. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that John Meadows say, he hasn't seen anybody with the conditioning because that was that's what he was known for as an amateur. Exactly, yeah, he, was, he was gnarly, man. That, that, yeah, gnarly. That's, a, that's a very good compliment. That's how crazy yeah. that I was yeah. in 2012. Mm. Um, and so you know, 2015, that's where John John finally turned pro. John, you you were 2014, right? Yeah. yeah. Where did you turn pro, John? Um, the 2014 NBC Universe, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. You I can't Houston. remember. It was the. Was it, it was Masters the, Nationals? I thought it was the NBC was. Universe. I think it was Masters. I can't fucking remember, to be honest. Christ, it was my second goddamn show. All I knew <laughs> is I was just told where to show up. I Not remember <laughs> MHT guy. I remember that. I swear to God. I mean, that's what John, you know, Meadows and I actually started off on the wrong foot, which I, I know felt that. terrible that was... about because he and I were hanging out all fucking day. I was this guy. It was my second fucking show ever. I know. And. My coach and I were having a fucking huge beef. I mean, we were like, I was literally by myself. I mean, this fucking guy, I mean, we're good now, but at that day, Jesus Christ, so we'll get into the show's about you, not me. But anyway, Meadows, and, and I don't have a fucking clue how it works. And so I, I went up and I, I win the fucking 35s because Meadows and I are both in the 40s and 35s. Yep. And, uh, and keep in mind, think about this. You're talking, I didn't, I dieted hard too. I didn't know any better. It was my second fucking show. I'm like out of my mind, don't know what's going on. Meadows is actually really cool. He helped me kind of understand, hey, look, it's okay. We're going over here now. I was just kind of following him around like a puppy. <laughs> anyway, and so basically I end up winning the 35s, not quite understanding. I mean, he, he I remembers looking back, he told me what was going on, but I was like, 
And my coach was like, you know, this, you do this, you do that. So I won the 35, so I already have my pro card. I know. And then went up again at the 40s, won again, which didn't allow John to get his. Oh. And then, oh. <laughs> yeah. and Bam, so, John. Yeah, we well, yeah. keep in mind, brother. I mean, what, no, 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 I, I get it. We were, we were years later, years, well, I think it was probably a year or two later, we saw each other backstage and I, I was apologetic. I was like, look, dude, I'm, I'm, I didn't, I, you know, he was like, look, this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and argue with you. I'm saying I'm sorry, number one. Number two is my second show. I didn't really fucking know what was going on. I walk off stage. They start fucking sticking microphones in my mouth. My coach was fiery hot because he prepped me for free with the idea that he, he kind of had an idea what was going to happen. He goes, you just need to talk about me in the interviews. Didn't fucking mention his name once. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it just tells you the state of mind I was in. I mean, I was like fucking out to lunch, man. And you know what? Keep in mind. You're up there and you're going and it's all fucking new to me, you know, and he's also too. He's got me in his fucking side. He coached me to be off to the side, holding that fucking front relaxed the whole goddamn time. I was fucking whipped, you know, anyway, you know, you know so I, long and short, I actually felt quite bad. But I was really, really happy that John and I worked our shit out because he was a he was a fucking great guy, man. Really such a good dude. And. And when we got a chance to, after we made amends, we'd see each other a few shows after that. And he was such a, I mean, he was such a wholehearted guy. You know, he was one of those dudes who let everything go. And we actually enjoyed each other's company. And I'm, especially after him being gone, man, I'm, I'm so thankful that that whole thing got straightened out. But yeah, looking back, you know, that was, that definitely could have, I could have very easily, if I understood what was going on, I could have just said, yeah, dude, go get it. And I was, I already had my pro card. Fuck, I would have gone out to dinner for Christ's sake, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I mean, I, 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 I knew, I knew the story. I knew the situation. Um, John was like a brother to me. Um, yeah. I, I, the hardest loss I've ever had in my life was John Meadows. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's, so I mean, um, it might've been 2014 Master Nationals, but I thought it was the 2014 NPC Universe that you won. Um, yeah, I know. It, was it in Pittsburgh? I know for sure. I just I remember getting off the fucking plane in Pittsburgh. I can guarantee you that. Well, then that that was Masters Nationals. Yeah. Um, I remember I'm I'm in. I go to I'm I need some water, and you go to a fucking Seven Eleven to Pittsburgh, and all they have is fucking regular soda and Sunny D. I'm like, can a fucking guy get a fucking bottle of water in this state? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I drive like fifteen fucking stores to find bottles of water. I was like, yeah. how do you people survive over here? <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no, so cheese sticks. So you made John. You made John compete another year as an amateur. Um, so 2015, wow. 2015 was the NPC Universe, and that's where John finally turned pro after 30 years. That's so crazy. when I when I talked to John, when when I decided to start working with John 2015, first thing he said to me was, "Let's go win NPC Universe." And, uh, you know, I finished top, top four, top, I finished fourth at nationals two years in a row or at, at NPC, the USA's two years in a row. So, so we're getting, now we're, we're prepping 2016, 2016, the year after John won the NPC universe. Um, I'm, I'm getting ready to show. And at that point, because of the message from Dante Trudell, I was going to do every national show possible <laughs> that year. 
to get my pro card because I thought that was it. I'm going to turn pro. That was my goal, my bucket list. And I was going to be done. So I was going to do any show possible. So I started at the first show. First show I started was NPC Universe. I was, I mean, I, John was the best coach for me because he had the exact same body type as me. He knew exactly what it took to get me conditioned, stay full. Um, so like John knew exactly what it needed. So I came into NPC Universe. I won, I was 37 years old. I won the 35 and over, um, 35 and over and the overall. So I turned pro the year after he turned pro, which meant so much to both of us. Um, and, and, and the way that I came in, I would have won any national show that whole year, USA's nationals. It didn't matter. I would have won any show that year, the way that I looked because of John's guidance. Um, and, and to, to this day, I'm the only person that's ever turned pro in a master's category that has made the open Olympia. Wow. No shit. That's killer, brother. Yeah. <laughs> everybody, you know, I did my pro debut like six weeks after I turned pro. Cause you know, I mean, that's I was where we met. Cold. That's huh? where we met at, at Sacramento. The, the yeah. Golden the State, 2016 golden state. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I come in and I mean, I, I, I placed, I placed fifth. Um, Talking to Justin Compton, which won that show that year. And I, I, I knew Justin because, again, through the amateur ranks. But, you know, Justin Justin told me backstage, he was like, everybody wrote you off because you turned pro as a master. He's all, but I, I know I've seen your conditioning. Like, I mean, he 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 was there at 2012 North Americans. Um, so, anyways, that's just so this, I, I jump in my first pro show. I mean, I was ready to be a pro when I turned pro at the NBC universe. So I was immediately going to go into pro show. I didn't want to waste any time. I'm 37 years old. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, pretty much done. I finished, I finished fifth in that show. Um, and, you know, again, like I was, I mean, known for conditioning. That was my hometown. It was absolutely amazing for me to make my pro debut there. Um, you know, so, I mean, I compete on, well, finally, finally I needed a break. Um, you know, two, 2017, I came in, I think my second pro show was the, the Ferrigno Legacy. Yeah, um, I was. That's right. We were, that's the set. That was well, because we basically we were at that show together too. Yeah, we, we followed each other for quite a few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, like, so going into that show again, uh, I was still I was still virtually unknown. I turned pro as a master. Nobody paid attention to anybody that didn't win USA's or nationals. <clears throat> so again, nobody really knew who who I was. But we get there, and this this was the this was the show that made me. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it's super appreciative show was awesome. I actually loved that show, but I, I, I come up there and that, this was probably one of the biggest, the biggest bodybuilding shows I had to have 30 guys. I mean, it was, it was a huge pro show, but when I, I'm up there after doing like my individual and I'm off to the side and it, if you remember Brandon Curry, we, yeah. I beat Brandon Curry on my pro debut. Yeah, Brandon oh, that's was, right. Something yeah, like well, the, ne the next year, Brandon was like fucking just he. That's when he had really got his shit together, and he was just next year he was a whole different creature, and he just kept going. Yeah, Remember that Josh. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I beat Curry my pro debut. Um, so when we go into the 2017 Legacy, um, he sees me and he was like, "Man, I've been watching this you this year. You've really come a long ways." Like compliments like that to me. Uh, like me in the world because I, I was nobody so for somebody to go out of their way to compliment somebody that they don't have to or they don't know yeah 
that that character is again that's why i always want to be the way i am because i want to be remembered for those moments like i won't yeah. forget that and that was six years ago um so anyway so coming into that show well now i mean you got the you know, obviously hitters you got cedric again rest his soul cedric mcmillan um you know brandon curry that's uh, so yeah, jose raymond came up from the 212 so i mean all these big names yeah so I'm now in the top three. I'm being compared with Cedric McMillan and Brandon Curry. Um, and I, I finished third to those guys. Some people thought I should have been higher than that. But uh, but I, I came in. I remember uh, on the, on the uh, MD forums, <clears throat> muscle development forums, a lot of people were saying you should have been higher. Yeah, so, I mean, again, that's as where. You that's were fuck, where as you were fucking conditioned, brother. You were gnarly. It was my best pack. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I think I improved after that. But it was at that time. Best condition, best fullness, um, it, the, the best I could possibly be. And, you know, being, now being compared with a couple of the biggest names in the sport is where I got known. But luckily for me, that was like a, I don't know, like a, like a tier two show. So I earned pretty good points when the Olympia had that point system. So now I started 2017. Now I'm ahead. I get points going into the 2018 year. <laughs> so so 2018 um again came in I, vancouver i got third absolutely shredded out of my mind that was my best condition ever <clears throat> um um i i can't i can't remember i mean I, I i placed top five in almost every show i competed in after i turned pro but those points is what got me into the 2018 olympia um again just to just to make that obviously is 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 a highlight. I mean, sure, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be better, but I was super proud that at that point, at one point in my career, I was one of the top 19 bodybuilders in the world. Um, yeah. Something I, I'll never, I'll never, I'll never forget. So, I mean, I made that no matter what, you know, I mean, I didn't win a show, um, even though I probably should have won a couple shows including the California state championships in 2018. Listen, um, a, a lot of, yeah. a lot of people hang up their jacket and they never got to, uh, Fit an Olympia jacket. They never got that honest to get an Olympia jacket with your name on the back. So we got that to be proud of. A lot of yeah. bodybuilders have never made it right. that far to get to an Olympia stage. And a lot of a lot of really fucking good guys never quite yeah. never made it too. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, again, that's 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 the highlight. Um, and then I two thousand two thousand nineteen. Um, you know, finished third at the Toronto Pro behind a um. um Oh but man, how did I lose his name? John uh oh, John, John De La Rosa. John De La Rosa. Yeah. De La Rosa won. Ian got second. I got third. Again, I, I was running top three in a lot of those shows, top five for sure. Um 2019, I didn't make the Olympia. Um I you know I, I obviously I, I made the Olympia. So the next biggest show we want to do is Arnold Sports Festival. So yeah. I, I submitted an application for, for 2020. Arnold Sports Festival and uh, Arnold Australia. I got an invitation to the Arnold Australia 2020. Prepped my best prep ever. John said this is the best I've ever been. COVID, boom, right? Yeah. Now yeah. I, I was actually changed, baby. I was actually scheduled to do that show too. Actually, well, I, I was. It wasn't. Wasn't because yeah. they, <laughs> they told me I had to pay for half of the fly, half of the the where the. The destination fee, so you so to pay from yeah, airfare, yeah. So they would they would take me from California to Australia, but I had to pay from New Jersey 
to California. And I said, well, yeah. see, you, you are, you are a higher tier bodybuilder than me. Cause I had to pay for my whole fucking flight. <laughs> wow. I got, I got lodging. I got lodging. That's all um, I got. So you see that job? I'm complaining about paying from California. <laughs> so I and Josh had to pay his own his own flight. Oh man, full flight. So I, I just I, learned something about bodybuilding I didn't yeah. realize. Oh yeah, it, no, it's yeah, a lot it's, like it's, that in strongman too. Yeah, so that's why I didn't do this. A lot show. of the guys got to pay I, I, I last minute. Well, it's you know it's like that. It's it's the problem is is that is if guys are going to pay for their own fucking tickets, the promoters are going to take advantage. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that was the uh, same thing in, in fucking wrestling. It was unbelievable. The fucking guys that would pay for a fucking plane ticket to Japan. I'm like, mm. Jesus Christ, you do that once, you, you're fucking done. You're going to do that a whole bunch of times, you know? I, I had no clue. I mean, obviously, I mean, I, 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 was, I was honored. But after that whole prep, two days before I was supposed to leave, fly, that show canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, I mean, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over 40, over 40 years old at this point. Um, I knew I didn't have much longer. So, I mean, I was going to compete again that year. I, after making the Olympia once, just like, okay, I can do it again. Um, so that got canceled. Arnold, Honor Brazil got canceled. St. Louis got canceled. So like 2020, obviously, I, I mean, as, as we know, um, yeah, you know, was it changed the landscape for a lot of shit, you know? Yeah. And so the, the only the the pretty much the last show, you know, I, I did I did Chicago with 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 Hakeem and, um, you know, we, we talked there. I, I did not have a good placing. Um, yeah, I don't really didn't understand it, you know, at that point. But so then I, I was pretty much I, I felt like I was done. I, I realized I mean, my priorities, my priorities completely became I didn't want to miss any more time with my family. Um, I you telling me that, yeah. Yeah, and so that that's 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 pretty much the reason I was like, okay, I think this is it for me. And so I went in the the I was already in ready. So the Legion Sports Festival was November in Reno, which is a two hour drive from my house. So November of 2020. It's this my last show. Well, getting ready for the open is I was an open bodybuilder. Um, my family was gonna go, people were gonna go see me, my last show. And Again, that's why everything got so screwed up that year. Well, Chris Menez lost his his main main. Um, Chris Menez lost his lost his his main sponsor, so he dropped open bodybuilding at almost the last minute. Oh. So the only thing that was left was Masters Bodybuilding, and I was I, I was I was doing it no matter what. This is my last show. So hey, I won I won I finally won a pro show. It was a Masters <laughs> pro show. But I finally want to post. It's still a win, man. And that's uh, yes, that's and, how and, that's how I went out. Exactly, you went out on top. Yeah, <laughs> brother, but I mean, but brother, think about this though. I mean, for all those all those listeners, this is a guy who you know, as you put it, you you were just a plumber. You were just a hardworking guy that applied that hard work ethic to bodybuilding. All you did was work and bodybuild, and you went, you put yourself from that position. And to be in one of the best bodybuilders in the world, brother. I mean, Dred, I know yeah. that, you know, looking back, things with COVID kind of took some wind, some wind out of the sails. But, brother, you should – that's a hell of a journey. It's one hell of a story. And just think of how few people in this world could tell a story even close to that. 
yeah well that's uh i mean that's it i mean i I was determined that's that's for sure and then my private my priorities my priorities changed i got to the point where i probably made it as hard as far as i could and at that point you know i mean you know spending more money to get ready for competitions uh just just wasn't it, it didn't it didn't make the sense to me anymore um yeah you know and that's that was that was pretty much that's that's what ended me now i mean hey like 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 most most of us become uh, i mean I, I i coach um i i coach i coach athletes i coach lifestyle clients but the number one thing i'm most proud of is i coach my son's football team oh nice. there we go there we go so i became nice. head coach head coach of the junior program um nice. and uh before john passed that's all we talked about. We didn't talk about bodybuilding. We talked about coaching youth football. Um, so that's 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 my my biggest passion now. I spent so much time um, with John um, talking about youth football, offensive formations, and uh, that's that's what that's what my life is. My life has become. Well, brother, I gotta say again, that's it's a hell of a great story, inspirational story. You know, the funny thing is, I've got a whole. I got a whole fucking page of shit that I had written down that I was going to talk to you about. And other than my introduction, the first fucking question was the only thing that we, that I asked you the first question and you rambled with that for an hour and four minutes. So I, at this point, what we're going to do is we're going to make it very clear. As long as you agree, we're going to do Josh Wade part two, because I've got a whole, there's no way we're going to get through all the rest of shit with, with the time of the week. Obviously we'd be here till tomorrow morning, but I'll tell you brother, I do have a couple questions I want to ask you before we go, but we're, are you good with doing a part two? Because this was an amazing episode and we didn't even get a chance to talk about anything other than your journey. Well, sorry, I'm, I'm a little long winded, John. I guess I, I, you know, you, you asked me, I told a story. I, and brother, and, and listen, nobody's great. complaining. That was a fucking amazing story. That was a fucking amazing. It's an amazing episode. I'm just saying that Christ We've got so much more to talk about. We'll just shift gears when you come back next time, and we'll do part two. So we'll get that scheduled, and we'll literally make this as straight up from the beginning. This is not have you come back in a couple of years. This is, okay, here's Josh part two. We're just going to pick up on this fucking piece of paper. I'm not going to redo my notes. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try so, to be brief. If you need to cut me off. No, 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 brother. This has been fucking great. I'm not damning you. I'm just saying that this was you, you amazing know, you know, fucking, amazing John, you know, fucking you, show is one question. <laughs> you know, it's good when, when you look up and an hour went by and you even notice it. I literally, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, I was like, where are we with the time? I'm like, oh, well, fuck. Well, I guess we're going to just end it at the first question. Cause I knew, I think when I, when I recognized we're at about 45 minutes, you were at about 2015. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I, I want to hear other stories like about yeah, when you oh, took yeah, up roller skating. Yeah, there's so because, many other oh, things that we can talk that about. That was I mean, impressive. We've we okay, got well, to talk about Josh's gym. We've got to talk about, obviously, yeah. we didn't even talk to him. We, we just briefly talked about his commitment to his family values. We've got so much other shit to talk about. We didn't ask well, right, right down the roller skating because uh, that didn't go so well. I think I still have I'm writing have that mark. down right now. I'm writing that down right now. I love it. Because <laughs> we didn't get a, get a chance to ask you about your opinion on any of the new shit that's going on the sport. The new guys coming yeah. in, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about that. So, oh shit! Well, I got my opinions. I love it. That's why. <laughs> that's why we're going to set up. I'll be texting you tomorrow so we can set up number two. So the the part number two, I should say. Like I said, this is not 
we're doing this in a couple of years. This is okay, everybody. We're going to fucking do the second one. We'll have to run these things part one, part two right away. But I do have to ask you, with this amazing fucking timeline of story you laid out, and this is a question mm-hmm. we ask a lot of guests, if you had the ability, remember remember the movie Back to the Future? You you get in that fucking DeLorean, you, the dashboard, oh, yeah. you can type in the time. It's one of my favorite fucking movies of all time. You know? Anyway, uh, so you can get in DeLorean, and you can program to go back in time, to do whatever you want to do. You can go back in time, but you can only go back, talk to yourself, and give your one, give yourself one piece of advice. So how far back in time do you go to find yourself? What are you doing at the time? And what does the current version of you tell the younger version of you? Well, I mean, obviously, I'm, I can't have any regrets because what I did is what made me who I am um, and what made me want to become a better person so write down book too because i wrote a book um oh i like it i like it right on. this is a this is a first i'm actually Where getting notes for part two during part one from the actual uh, the, the book is available on amazon it's called becoming a stronger person by josh wade um Let's go. so we'll, we'll talk we'll talk about that but so just just quickly to go back in time and again i wouldn't change anything that happened to me i mean i i, I found my wife i found my family i mean like like I, I'm as happy as I could be. The one thing, the one thing that I, I, I wish I would have done, I'm still not good at this. Obviously nobody knew I had a book. Um, I am horrible at marketing. Horrible. I, I have, okay. I mean, you know, like I make money from working hard, not always necessarily working smart. It, going back to where I finally became relevant, I should have found a way to capitalize that on, on that money through bodybuilding, through whatever it yeah. was. You know, just like uh, Akeem said, I, you know, paying for my own airfare because I was blessed to go. Uh, I, yeah. I, I never I never took advantage of any situation to 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 profit off of. Uh, and brother, brother, real quick, I got to interrupt you. It's it's not too late, brother. I'm telling you, it's you. Yeah. You found a high level. I will. Brother, we'll talk there. There's so many ways that you can leverage what you because what you did is in the it, it didn't it doesn't vanish like a fart. It, what you did is what you did. John, you have what? Dude, your your farts never vanish. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Very true. Very true. Oh my oh god. god. From posing from posing videos to farts to I've been around you backstage. Backstage, <laughs> John Anderson is the worst smelling person I've ever been around. I think Nick is probably not, I think, not throw in sweaty strongman equipment too. Yeah. Uh, oh, I wouldn't yeah. want to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and then and then I guarantee if we were somehow to push a button and get on one of those Japanese tour buses, you'd have all them saying the same thing. I brought, <laughs> I, I put, I, I laid my shit down wherever I go. That's just there ain't me. no shame in your game. That's that's, that's true it. to you. It is. This is what it is. You know. I mean, I've I've been that way since a little fucker. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm good to go. But that's the one thing. But on that. But on that level, brother, I mean, literally, I, brother, let's talk because I mean, Nick can tell you, I just, we just, yeah. I helped him just a little bit of time and, and helped him monetize really well because you, what you've done is worth something, brother. It is. Oh, well, I, I, I'm, that's what I'm not good at. I'm, I'm good well, at working you'll hard. You'll have a good conversation with John. You yeah. Really I mean, for sure, he, brother. He yeah. has it inside and out. And you, and All right, you, well, I, I can use the help. Work, the way yeah. you work with your work ethic, if you when you listen to John, yeah. and how he does things, yeah, you will be independently wealthy. Well, I'm I, 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 I'm big enough I'm not to ask joking. for help. Whoa, 
Uh, yeah. That's a, that's it's a one hundred percent, brother. You know, we've we've <clears throat> we've shared a lot together. I'd be honored to help you, brother. So, so that being said, well, you're going back, and you basically just would have said you'd been better at marketing or leveraging your opportunities with what you did is was really what you would have done. Well, guess what, brother? We're gonna set that fucking DeLorean to the to the future. And we're going to have to the conversation we're going to have, and you're going to do everything you wish you did in the past. How's that sound? Let's go. Baby. A deal. Deal. I'm that's there. It. So that being said, <clears throat> we're basically going to say to everybody, we've got part two coming. So up to this point, what a fucking amazing story that Josh Wade has just laid on us. Now we're yeah. talking about a dude who was just, as he said, just a plumber all the way up. <laughs> to one of the best bodybuilders on the fucking planet. Why? Because he fucking worked his ass off. And it gives me goose pimples just to say it. So that being said, brother, thank you for coming. <clears throat> We're going to be in touch tomorrow so we can set up another time for the for part two. So everyone, get ready for part two. But more importantly, I guarantee you listening to Josh Wade's story has inspired you to go do something productive to help you become the best version of you because this show, that's what we're all about. We're about trying to help inspire you become the best version of who you can be. So everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Legend of Iron, we will see you next time. Legend of Iron is brought to you by Muscle Mix. Uh-oh. 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 Damn, man. Can't be doing my workout, man. Yo, hey, yo, bro, what's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you, bro? What's on your hold on, man? No, you need beef, bro. You need beef, man. Why? Don't you mean why? What's wrong with Come it? on, yo. You got wearing protein. Go how you going to the bathroom, man? You gonna mess up your stomach, man? This is lots of free, man. Come on, champ. Beef build muscle, bro. Drink it out, man. You gonna mess up yourself, man? I'm gonna try this. I'm trusting you. Take that, man. Thank you. Messing up my workout. Beef it up with Carnivore, beef protein, isolate, 23 grams of protein, zero fat, zero sugar, zero lato. What you waiting for? Beef it up!